Today on Locked on Rockies, the potential for the outfield is very high as the Rockies have some of their most exciting players taking reign of certain outfield positions, but the Sean Bouchard still have a, a spot? You are Locked on Rockies, your daily Colorado Rockies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On Rockies fans, welcome to the Locked On Rockies Podcast for the 27th day of November in the year 2023. I'm your host of the Locked On Rockies Podcast, Paul Holden, bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where you can find your team every day. And if your team is the Colorado Rockies, you're in the right spot. That's what we do around here each and every day is talk Rockies baseball right here on your favorite streaming services and on the Lockdown Rockies YouTube channel where you can be part of the show. You can help the show grow. You can do all sorts of great things to help out, like liking videos, commenting on videos, and letting me know what you think about the Colorado Rockies and what their offseason is going to be. And uh, yeah, if you uh, post comments, sometimes I answer them. And uh, here we can uh, answer one right off the bat here. And uh, this one asks, why haven't the Rockies fired their manager? And well, it's Mostly because I think the Rockies don't think that they have much of an issue when it comes to Bud Black and uh, their organization. Uh, it also just comes down to the fact that this, I, I think the team is fine with, with Bud Black. I, I don't necessarily think you sit there and, and, and feel overly confident in this team and coaching staff. Certainly not. But uh, this Right now, is it the best thing to do to to shake it up, to uh, to go forth and uh, and and change the manager system? So, uh, I don't know. I you know it's 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 a it's a question that I, I think does have some validity, but it's uh, it's one that I, I I don't think is the focus of the Rockies, especially as they're trying to figure out their identity. But that was from Steve Crum there. So. Uh, thank you to Steve for for the comment. Thank you all for making us your first listen of the day. Thank you for making us your favorite Rockies podcast and making us your first listen of the day. Hey, before we dive into everything uh, today, because I, I, we got a great show talking about the outfield and talking about what uh, the outfield uh, potential for the outfield is. Uh, we're going to talk about that today. But before we dive into everything, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet that's 150 bucks if your team wins visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started all right and let's uh get started on uh, talking about our beloved rockies and uh this outfield i i, I think that this uh, I- team is going to have sneakily one of the best outfields in baseball one of the uh, a team that certainly has a tremendous amount of potential when it comes to the, uh, the the outfield and the production there. And it's headlined, of course, by we've talked a lot about Nolan Jones and we've talked a lot about Brenton Doyle so far this offseason. But we didn't get to see him much because of injury. Sean Bouchard is still there. And the small sample sizes that we've seen of Sean Bouchard really bring up an interesting case, especially when you factor in where he's going to be playing and who he's competing with for playing time next year. That's the biggest concern I have for uh, Sean Bouchard right now is the fact that 
Well, Nolan Jones and Brenton Doyle are starters. Charlie Blackman's going to get into the lineup somehow. You have Chris Bryant still. You have Michael Tolia you need to figure out. And this is also some stuff that's mimicked uh, in the Rockies interview piece from Evan Lang over on Purple Road. They bring up a lot of these similar points. But the thing you have to continue to raise your eyebrow at when it comes to Bouchard is the impressive offensive numbers. Offense can't be understated. And especially with the Rockies now having two very good defenders in the outfield already. Now right field can can become someplace where we don't necessarily need the best defender for the Rockies. We we, we highlight how great the arm and, and the arm of Nolan Jones is and, and, and of course the overall defensive abilities of Brenton Doyle. And we know how impactful that can be. For Sean Bouchard not being, uh, when you're looking at some of he doesn't have enough really uh, stats to 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 make him uh, qualify for the, the the stat cast numbers when you're looking at things. His arm uh, ranked uh, below average in 2022 is and and like I said, not a lot of of metrics there. But when you look at the offensive metrics, and again, I know how small the sample was in 2023, only 43 plate appearances with 38 at bats. Uh, you know, so with some with some walks in there. So not a ton of time. And you compare that to 97 plate appearances he got in 2022. But the numbers, the percentages there of the offense for Sean Bouchard are really encouraging, uh, the, including slugging, off, uh, OBA, exit velocity, barrel percentage, hard hit percentage, sweet, uh, sweet spot percentage. All look good. Still has problems with whiff and striking out just like uh, all the Rockies do. But if Brenton, if if Sean Bouchard can make up for a little bit of that lack of offense from Brenton Doyle, and Brenton Doyle makes up for the defense of Sean Bouchard, that's a, a, a young outfield with some really great qualities. You have Nolan Jones, who's kind of the overall, has all of the, seems to have all of the tools figured out and seems to be the most impactful. You can have him play left. And then in you have arguably one of the best defensive playing center fielders the Rockies have ever had in Brenton Doyle there in center field. And now right field is interesting with how you're going to use it, especially with the factoring in of Sean Bouchard continues to have flashes of, of, of impressing at the dish. And that's critical. If, if, if the Rockies can have another guy that can hit and, and slug for some pretty good power and, and, and be someone that can generate runs, that's going to add another layer to the fact that this Rockies team has a pretty darn solid outfield. I, 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 maybe league's best is going to be tough when you consider some of the other outfields and some of the experience and some of the teams. But, man, I mean... Nolan Jones could have been a Gold Glove candidate this year if he was a, 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 had the had the right amount of plate appearances and innings played. Brenton Doyle won the Gold Glove in center field. Sean Bouchard, we haven't been able to see a full full season or a long extended look at the majors yet, but what we have seen in a smaller sample size is enough to raise your eyebrow and be exciting because you know he was he's going to have to compete. That's the thing. There, uh, and and let, let's read here a little bit from uh, Ranking the Rockies. Sean Bouchard made the most of limited playing time in unlikely comeback from uh, uh, Evan Lang here on on, per on Purple Row. Uh, 
Let's see. Bouchard was called up to the Rockies with the September roster expansions. Though he saw limited playing time, he only made 11 starts in the 21 games he appeared in, logging 43 total plate appearances. He made the most of his short season by continuing where he left off in 2022, getting on base and showing considerable pop. In 38 at-bats to close out the season, Bouchard hit 316, 372, 684 while drawing four walks with two doubles and clubbing four home runs. That's encouraging right there. That's the, that's a, it's a small sample. And I get that. I've totally, and, and I, a grain of salt, absolutely. But those are the type of lines that the Rockies need. Those are the type of series that the Rockies need. Those are the type of stretches the Rockies need on offense. The offense really is entering a, a, a critical stage. I know how much that pitching staff needs work. I, I, I can't shy away from it, but you cannot disregard the issues, the concerns, the worries with offense. And if you have two of your best offensive players holding it down in the corners of your outfield, backed up by one of the best defensive players that we've seen, I think there's an argument to be made that the Rockies are going to have a really special outfield next year. Now, to mix in with that potential, to mix in with everything, are we getting too hyped too fast? Let's talk about that coming up in segment number two. Before we do that, though, got to tell you about some of the folks that help make this show possible, and that includes FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. FanDuel's got you covered all NFL season long. And, hey, I've been saying, if you believe in your Broncos, you can take advantage of the bonus bet offer being offered at FanDuel right now. If you would have listened to me for the past five weeks when I've been reading this ad and saying, New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. Well, guess what? You would have gotten that $150 bonus bet because you listened to me and you believed in your Denver Broncos, even though I know that was hard to do at one point. $150 if your team wins at FanDuel. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. Kick off the NFL season. We're well underway. Kick off your NFL season with FanDuel. Maybe you're starting late. When it getting into the action of FanDuel, your season starts now. Check out all the action at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. This is the Locked On Rockies podcast for free and streaming on your favorite streaming services, bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk right here on the Locked On Podcast Network and on your favorite YouTube channel, the Locked On Rockies YouTube channel, where you can be part of the show by firing off your Rockies hot takes and letting me know what's on your mind when it comes to Rockies baseball. We're talking about the outfield here, and we'll dive back into that conversation in just a sec. But hey, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24 seven streaming channel all right um we've been talking about the outfield and we were talking about getting pumped and getting hyped up and getting energetic and excited about the potential of this outfield and saying hey they might have one of the best outfields in baseball but it is time to pump the brakes a little bit i think the biggest thing we have to wait for and we have to see for the rockies is how this young team is going to handle the start of the season spring is going to be interesting how the health and everything is going to pan out all that stuff is good sure but if you listen to the show last week, 
we do- we dove into the fact that this team doesn't have any room for a slow a, a slow stretch, a bad stretch to start the season because the competition is the best in the biz basically. Playoff caliber teams for the first two months of the season just about or first month and a half or so of the season. So before we can sit here and go way all in and go way super excited and fully buy in to this young Rockies team being a, having a, a league leading outfield, we need to see this team and we need to see these young guys do it again. And we need to see these guys need to do it consistently. We need to see what type of adjustments these young guys are going to make through the offseason going into the season knowing that they have their starting roles. Sean Bouchard has to go into the season. How is he going to make himself stand out amidst a very crowded right field? Let's go back to Evan Lang here on uh, Purple Row. Sean Bouchard made the most of limited playing time an unlikely comeback. Uh, although he's made the most of a limited playing time in both of his big league seasons, Bouchard will have his work cut out for him to find more at-bats going into the 2024 season. Now that the Rockies have found starting, starting outfielders and rookies Brenton Doyle and Nolan Jones, Bouchard will have to compete for outfield time with Charlie Blackman, Chris Bryant, Michael Tolia, and Hunter Goodman. He will likely make the team as a fourth outfielder and corner infield backup thanks to his posi- positional versatility, but it remains to be seen how much playing time the soon-to-be 28-year-old will get next season. Listen, if you are high of that list of names, especially when it includes Tolia, Bouchard, and Goodman, Chris Bryant, I think, is going to play way more first base than he's ever going to see outfield time. I think the Rockies are going to try to remove him from the outfield as much as possible and run him in a rotation with Montero and run in a little in a rotation in which you get uh, Charlie Blackman in the mix there as well. There's, I mean, there, there's a potential that the Rockies are going to look at. I, I mean, Montero is going to be impacted by this as well, this decision, because there's not enough room on the Rockies roster to get enough playing time to those guys. One of those guys has to be traded. It, it, simply, simply put, the 28 years old for Sean Bouchard, he's got to get major league at-bats. The biggest issue when the Rockies go young, go with rookies and stuff, they're just they're they're often older. And I know it happens in baseball, and I know he's a, plenty of great baseball probably left in Bouchard's age. But put that into perspective and and remind yourself when you're talking about that that Nolan Jones is 25, Brenton Doyle is 25, Ezekiel Tovar is 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 a lot younger as you know is he's he just was just turned like 21, 22, something like that. 28 is it that's three years and these young guys are getting already have both nolan jones and brenton doyle just with their one season have more at bats at the major league level with the rockies than sean bouchard has and i know injury played a factor in that of course absolutely i I get that but as that starts being something that's in your head as that's something you look at and consider You're going to have to figure out what you have in these guys, and you're going to have to make a decision. Because there's really, with the bringing back of Charlie Blackman, with the albatross that is Chris Bryant, there isn't enough room for all these guys to get the consistency that they and the Rockies need to see. 
So I don't think it's going to be out of the realm of possibility, even with the exciting things that we've seen from Sean Bouchard, even from the fact that the Rockies called Michael Tolia up a few times and had him get, uh, you know, looks at the major league level and, and is someone that that wasn't that was considered a top prospect, you know, in the top of level of the prospects. I just think you're going to have to look at trading. I, I just don't necessarily think that you can sit there and get enough evaluation or enough production or enough from these guys where they're really providing a lot of value outside of depth. You need depth to go through the season. Absolutely. But I'm more focused and worried and concerned about the lack of pitching depth than I am about the infield and outfield depth. And it's a bonus that Sean Bouchard can play in multiple positions. But is there going to be an opportunity? Is there going to be a time? Are the Rockies going to be able to turn to these young guys and get them in the at-bats that they need? To allow them to prove and demonstrate and go through the adjustments of the major leagues. Just like we need to see what Doyle and Jones are going to do in year number two. These other guys are still waiting for their opportunity to have it. And, and I've preached this over and over again is it, with, with, with certain players and prospects and things. Consistency is so important. You need to give these guys and you need to give your evaluators something consistent, something where you can actually gauge and look and know that you can kind of put something all together from what you saw instead of just small pockets of sample sizes. A spot start there, a pinch hit at bat there, a pinch a pinch running uh, moment there. I just don't see the Rockies having the ability to get all of these guys the playing time they're going to need. And I just don't know if they're going to be able to balance out and they're going to be able to to figure out a way that that they're really going to see uh, the most development, the most steps forward, the most positives from this team. Because I think the logjam is really going to cause a problem. Because at a certain point, again, next year, and in a certain point, at when do you do you really start reevaluating? At when when do you punt on 2024? And these are young guys. Those are three names when you read off of those names that, that, that Bouchard, or the, those three names are really key names for the Rockies' young guys. Bouchard, Tolia, and Hunter, and Hunter Goodman. Mixed in with the fact that we know Charlie Blackman will probably slide in there and play some right field from time to time unless he knows going or unless he's, you know, the team is up front and says he's going to be just a DH, which I really don't think is going to happen. So mixed in with the fact that we can't get overly excited about young guys, the, the, all these young guys yet, because we need to see how they adjust to teams making adjustments to facing them going into next year because Teams are going through off-seasons. Teams have tape. Teams have approaches. Teams have seen you more. Your Nolan Jones and Brenton Doyle aren't, aren't nobody names, at least to, to the people that the Rockies play and their division rivals especially. But before I can sit here and confidently say that the Rockies are going to have one of the best outfields in baseball, we need to see a little bit more, even from the guys that we got a full-season sample out of, even from the guys that we saw play most of the season last year. 
Because it's one thing to have one season. It's another, you know, but to be consistent, to be someone that constantly impacts seasons time and time again, constantly plays a role. That takes time to show, and we and we haven't the, the the young outfield hasn't had a chance to show it. But I can tell you this: I'm much more excited in the potential in the youth and the young guys of the Rockies outfield than the Rockies continuing to trot out some of their veterans out there. And I think that the Rockies are better served when Charlie Blackman and Chris Bryant are the DH. I'll dive more into that here coming up in segment number three. Thank you for making Locked on Rockies your first listen of the day. This is, of course, the Locked on Rockies podcast. We appreciate you for making us uh, your first listen, tuning in all the time, hanging out with us here, talking Rockies baseball and uh, letting me know what you think about the Rocks and uh, and, and, and all that good stuff. We, we have a, a lot of fun. And, uh, folks, if you are looking for more great sports coverage, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. So we are talking about the outfield here. And in the first segment, we talked about the tremendous potential and upside. In segment number two, we had to quell our, our, our expectations a little bit because they're young guys and that log jam with the Rockies is going to complicate getting certain guys playing time. And uh, mixed into uh, going into the the final thing is of, of the, what could get in the way or what's going to impact this outfield is Chris Bryant and Charlie Blackman's roles on this team in 2024. Now, there was some weird thing that linked the Yankees to Charlie Blackman for a trade. There's, I just don't think that that happens. I don't know why they would want Charlie Blackman. Um, and Charlie Blackman, of course, would without that magnificent beard, would be a uh, a downgrade for for everybody. But the best things that Chris Bryant and Charlie Blackman can bring to the team is their offensive abilities. Even with the limited stuff that we've seen from Chris Bryant, we know that he can at least, he's he's had an ability and he's been able to get on base. He's someone that has uh, shown that uh, while the power is way down and everything, and, and there are plenty of concerns about his hitting, he's still a professional hitter and he's still someone that uh, that can make an impact when he's in the lineup. Except for you know, we, we did see some 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 considerable dips from Chris Bryant uh, there when you look and compare it to the last time that he had 300 at bats in a season in 2021. Average down, OBP down, slugging down, OPS down, home runs down, stolen bases down, hits down, runs down, everything is down. The advanced metrics of Chris Bryant aren't all that great. So the you're gonna have to just. Chris Bryant shouldn't just be rewarded because he's Chris Bryant. At some point, that's the conversation you're going to have to start having. It's certainly not going to happen next year, at least to start. But at some point, if you're sitting there and you're looking at Randall Grid uh, uh, and you're looking at Sean Bouchard, who's who's who, who's giving you the equivalent of what Randall Grichik gave you as a Rocky last year which was in 64 games, he batted 308, 365, 496, with an OPS of 861, 18 walks, he drove in 27, had eight home runs, and uh, 19 doubles, a triple, 
in uh, 263 plate appearance. Say that's what you're looking at at a certain... Uh, that's what Sean Bouchard is doing for you here in the middle of the season. At one, what, at what point does the does the does the the Chris Bryant experiment need to be put on the back burner in the interest of getting these guys at bats? And how do you navigate that? Because you're paying Chris Bryant way too much money to not do anything, but you're also looking here and scratching your head and looking at a point where you're gonna say. Well, we have to get him in the lineup, and we got to get Chuck in the lineup still. Well, we, you know, first base DH covered or first base right field covered. You know, is Sean Bouchard going to be factoring into the DH uh, conversation? Certainly could. But it's really important that the Rockies figure out how to how to get these guys in the lineup, how to get the most out of it, because. I'm confident in Doyle and Jones. I am. I mean, even with Doyle's uh, offensive stuff, that that is something to be concerned. But I do think that this outfield has the potential to be something really special down the line, and I think it has the, sp the potential to be one of the most surprising outfields in baseball next year. But the Rockies are dealing with two tough questions when it comes to the veterans. What is Charlie Blackman's role, and what is Chris Bryant's role? I mean, if Chris Bryant isn't healthy, then it, then it makes things a little bit easier. But if Chris Bryant is playing his healthiest Rockies baseball, that drastically impacts what you can do with Sean Bouchard and Michael Tolia and Hunter Goodman. So if teams are interested in those guys and you need and and you're sticking with what you got, you're gonna have to turn some of those guys into pitchers. You're going to have to trade him because it doesn't do the Rockies any good other than backup and backup and backup plans for Chris Bryant, which you do need. But all three of those guys need playing time. Bouchard, Goodman, and uh, Tolia. And Blackman and Bryant get in the way of that directly. So... Best outfield in baseball, one of the best outfields in baseball, might be a stretch for the Rockies, but the potential is there for the Rockies to have a really great outfield next year, both uh, from, from the defensive side and when you look at the potential offensive production from this team. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the outfield might be one of your leading uh, you, you know, your leading contributors when it comes to that, especially if Brenton Doyle is able to make an adjustment on offense and Sean Bouchard is able to handle major league pitching like he has in short bursts, mixed in with the fact that Chris Bryant should hopefully still be a capable hitter. Charlie Blackman was still certainly swinging a decent bat last year. There's great potential for this outfield and what its impact can be for the Rockies. I think we got to be a little hesitant before we can say one of the best outfields in baseball till we see them prove it against a really, really tough schedule to start the season. Folks, that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Rockies. Thank you so much for tuning in and for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and streaming on your favorite streaming services. You can find us wherever you find your podcast. You can find us on the Locked on Rockies YouTube channel. You can be part of the show. Subscribe to the Locked on Rockies podcasts and let me know what you're thinking when it comes to the Rockies in the YouTube comment section. Folks, for your second listen, why don't you check out Locked on MLB or if you need more great Colorado sports coverage, Check out the Locked On Broncos, Locked On Avalanche, Locked On Buffs, and Locked On Nuggets podcasts, 
all available for you on the Locked On Podcast Network. Until next time, this is Paul Holden saying so long from the Locked On Rockies podcast.